Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. In the pole position in Indy. The pole's position. It's time for pole's position. So the number one pick, by the way, for the Bears is secured. The Chicago Bears are on the clock. What will Ryan Poles do with the number one pick? I got a lot of confidence in our ability to see talent on the field. The human being, we got to figure out. We're counting down the days to the NFL draft. How about the number one pick with the Bears? Caleb Williams, the one thing that is clear, he is not special. Caleb and his group do not want to go to Chicago. Well, I'm a friend of Caleb's. I feel like he's a, a young version of Patrick Mahomes. So I got a call from the Caleb Williams camp, and they went, whoa, 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 We don't want to be painted as anti-Chicago. We don't want to go to a city that doesn't care. We don't want to go to some Sunbelt place where you tarp off the upper deck. This is a franchise where quarterbacks go to die. Field. Not sure yet. Not sure. Maybe not working out. Bruh, where are y'all seeing this? Like, what makes him not the quarterback for the Chicago Bears right now? Poles position with Parkins and Spiegel on 670 The Score. With the first pick, the Chicago Bears select the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons on The Score. Every day at 3 p.m., we are going to be talking about something for the Bears offseason. We're going to be trying to put our heads together as if we are Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham. We might be talking about the number one pick. We might be talking about the number nine pick. We might be talking about a trade. We might be talking about free agency. We might be talking about a rumor. We might be talking about a report. We might be bringing on a guest. Might do a specific positional deep dive of either college or free agent targets. There will be uh, combine stuff. There will be interviews. There are all sorts of things that are going to be happening <sighs> as as we go. And every day when we do Paul's position here in the studio, yes. the Caleb Williams jersey that you paid $170 for yes. will be here. Not on I, your body. I got to be honest. The I, I It's been a weird day. Yeah. And I'm going to tell the, the story coming up at, at 4 o'clock uh, as to what's been, what's been going on. So I did not come up with a good uh, mechanism to to hang this thing in here. And yeah, so you truth, mean a hanger. Is it a, a hanger? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So, so – uh, I or, uh, or Carter Hawkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be incredible. That really would if be amazing. If for one day we could get Carter Hawkins, Jed, uh, or uh, Craig Council's coat hanger yeah. uh, to come in and, and do it for us. But I promise to not have Shane do that every day. I will take care of it going forward, but I forgot about it today. So thank you. The jersey is now uh, back and being displayed. You can see it. It's that guy Williams. Exactly. It's that guy Williams, Tony. <laughs> that is brilliant, Tanny. I love that. Uh, so it's going to be great. And you can see it in all its glory on Twitch or YouTube. But today's exercise, we are going to try to make an off-season priority list. Mm -hmm. How we think he is prioritizing positional needs. And then the next level of this will be, okay, these are the needs. How are we going to attack this with what resources? Yep, that makes all the sense in the world. so, So let's just start throwing out positional needs for the bears. I'll keep the master list here and then we'll build it in a priority. Okay. All right. Um, I'll start. Um, edge rusher to compliment Montez sweat. 
Uh, that should be on the list. Okay. It should definitely be on the list. I agree. All right, can I go next? Yes, please. Quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was an obvious number one. Yeah, right. Am I wrong? Well, I, I, I thought, let's I thought, see. Actually, <laughs> let's wait. It depends. You might be. Maybe. Uh, yeah. But I think that you consider the draft here and the generational aspect of it changes the dynamic. Tanny, you're getting way ahead of yourself. I know. All I we're know. doing <laughs> is listing How the needs. How about center? The guy's going to be snapping him the ball? There we go. Let's put center down. We've got three. Edge rusher to compliment Montez Sweat. A position called quarterback. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, I would have bet, bet a ton of money uh-huh. that when you said, can I go first, yeah. you were going to take quarterback. Hey, man. I'm really surprised by that. I'm, I'm an outside-the-box thinker. You are. Okay. okay. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Just uh, your order's a little. All right. So, okay. apparently, Tanny's involved, uh, and he just went, Shane, would you like to mention a Bears position of need, sir? Center. Okay. <laughs> Got that one. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna need another right, one. See, when we dig in the draft, <laughs> yeah. as for once to do, we are really lockstep in the entire process. I thought maybe you would have taken part in the mentorship program <laughs> that you do and helped out with that. If right. that one's taken, I've got twenty-one others. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven on each side of the ball. Yeah, uh, kicker's fine. Uh, um, kicker. Wide receiver two. Yeah, wide receiver two. I think is a great one to go next. Okay, okay. so wide receiver two. Okay, is uh, very important. Um, how about? Um, how about middle of the defensive line penetrator? So it can be in, on the list. Interior lineman, interior lineman, interior defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's, let's put it on the list. You yeah, obviously put, have some put it on uh, reservations. Put it on, well, yeah, because because I'd like to. Can I? I think we've hit on the top four in some order. Okay, well, hold on. There's another one that needs to be talked about. Okay, go ahead. Free safety, free safety. They got a big need at free safety. They have, yeah. I mean, repla- replacing, presuming that Eddie Jackson is gone, which yes. he will be. They, yes. they, they need, they need that for yeah. sure. Okay. What about you- running back? More explosion from the running back position. What do we think? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's in play. Maybe I, not the highest of priorities, no. but when you have a guy mm-hmm. that changes yep. a lot of what you're trying to do, that's your identity still probably. Yes, you're yep. still going to run the football a ton. Yep. I, I, I think I think running back deserves to be on the list. I mean, listen, if we're going to just throw out, I, we should at least debate left tackle. We should absolutely left tackle, of course, deserve because that is a debate and a conversation. Left tackle, especially Help. with where the draft picks are. And I know you said I'm getting ahead of myself, but no. it's, it's especially like at the ninth pick, there could be prime left tackle prospects in that range available. Absolutely. Well, it, similarly, I know you've made the case for Brock Bowers. How about second tight end? Well, so I was going to receiving make, tight end when we talked wide receiver two. I was going to pass catching weapon two. It, you know what I mean? Is where I would quibble with wide receiver too but i think they definitely need that in addition even if they if they prioritize bowers they would still end up either well, free agenting or drafting a wide receiver as well right but they could they, sign they, darnell, they, Dar- darnell mooney they but they drafted tyler scott in the fourth round because the, the next step of this is going to be trying to prioritize the needs okay right and the, because they're, they're, they're going to draft a receiver. They, they're good at corner, but they're probably going to still draft one because they're good on special teams and you always need depth and I, you got to turn them over. I actually think if they re-sign Jalen, I don't know that they will draft a corner. I don't know that they will either, I, I, but it I, seems like when you've got nine picks in a draft and you trade around, it's like mm-hmm. you, you always end up drafting the position hey, that has the most roster spots. Like they'll, 
they'll draft a lineman. They'll, you know, the, the depth chart at corner is is awfully impressive, especially when you consider like Jalen Joneses of the world. They still have they still have Jalen Joneses right rights who, yeah. who, who filled in filled in ably and and capably. I I think that might be like. Amazingly enough, in the modern NFL, I think that might end up being dead last on their positional needs. Corner. Uh, yeah, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, again, okay, if, so you, if you said it at .5 corners or defensive backs added this offseason, mm-hmm. I would take the over. Okay. It just might be in the sixth round. So wide receiver, would you like to make that pass catcher? Too. Would you like to combine that? Like if, if they draft Brock Bowers and just go with Tyler Scott as the second wide receiver and some I'd other scrappy, I'd be surprised. So by would that. I? I'd be surprised by that. I think I think that both are in in play. It's just if they use if they use the second first round pick on Bowers, mm-hmm. it's going to then make it less likely that they spend big on Michael Pittman or you know, the second round pick that they get back for the Justin Fields yeah. trade or something like that. All right. So to be clear, and so here's what we have. Edge rusher, quarterback, yeah. interesting one again, uh, center, wide receiver two, receiving tight end two, three technique defensive linemen or interior defensive linemen. Yep. Left tackle, free safety. Left tackle, free safety, running back, cornerback. Okay. Feel good about the list? Feel, feel, feel good about the list. Let's prioritize. Number one. Quarterback. Okay, got it. Yeah, I think so. Well, but but also, I mean that that is the whole. It's the entirety of the field debate, right? But right. I think they're it, it, they're it, moving on. Yeah, it, I really it's, believe. Listen, they it's, are. The, it's the entirety of the debate. I know that people will disagree. Text line is open. Twitch chat is open. You can you can you can disagree and all of that. Uh, but but also because the the next part is allocating of resources, and this is where I think you and I we agree that they are going to use the number one pick on a quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We do. Okay. And we both think it'll be Caleb Williams, but we don't have to write his name in. That's not the purpose of this exercise. Correct. Okay. So So now it comes down to the ninth pick. And and free agent money. And free agent money. And potentially a second round pick that they might get back for trading Justin Fields. Right. Uh, Exactly. It, It strikes me that this is where you can make arguments in basically any direction. Because I could certainly see if this if the if the draft goes three quarterbacks, three receivers, one left tackle in your top seven picks, mm-hmm. and you have the opportunity to select either the first or second best defensive player in the whole draft at nine, I could see them doing that and saying we will add a blue chip piece to each side of the ball and it's say it's Jared Verse the edge rusher from Florida State or Dallas Turner yeah and saying we have Montez Sweat who can teach him you know we we've got and we've got la- last year we didn't know if we had the infrastructure for Jalen Carter this year we have Montez Sweat mm-hmm. who can teach the young defensive lineman how to perform. And if you look around the league, it is very common to have the highly paid defensive end veteran right. on one side and a rookie or young edge rusher getting paid very little on the others. What Washington had was a real anomaly with Chase Young and Montez Sweat both coming up for contracts right around the same time. Not to mention that they paid Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen. Yes. They, 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 no, no team in the last five or six years has invested more like draft capital into their defensive line than Washington with how much they need 
the second edge rusher and the second wide receiver, I think left tackle is not really at play at, for the ninth in pick. play at nine. I tend to agree with you. I, I, I think they Braxton is their guy, and I think they believe that he is absolutely fine. If not elite, he's fine. So why? I agree. Why add on? So to I, me, I, I agree. So to me, I think number two is either edge rusher or wide receiver two. You mean number two priority? Number or? two priority. Yeah. So what do you think is like? Let's say they gave a contract out this offseason that was. Four years, forty million, twenty-five guaranteed to free agent X. Is that a bigger investment than the ninth overall pick? Because monetarily, it is. Like it is a bigger contract. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think I, th- I think their primary free agent target and these and the second draft pick feel very similar to me in terms of allocation of of what you can do. Right, because. The, the contract that the ninth overall pick will get will be less than the top free agent contract that they give out, but it's an incredibly valuable chip to play. It's a four-year control with a fifth-year option at a low rate. It's, it's, a, it's so hugely I think, important. I tend to think that the ninth overall pick is a bigger investment. I think, I think you're right now that, that I think about that, it. Then, assuming that that's the con- – now, maybe they shock us and they give uh, – five-year, $80 million contract with 50-something million dollars guaranteed to somebody. To maybe, Chris Jones. Maybe maybe they shock us, you to, know? To Mike Evans? No, I think, not, they'll, not to Mike Evans. I think they'll go young wide receiver to go with their veteran wide receiver, just yeah. like the defensive end. Right. Well, so that that's the thing about – that's a good – that's the debate, is which one is more likely to get – like, if they go Roma Dunze, mm-hmm. do they then go Daniil Hunter? Or if they go Jared Verse, do they then go Michael Pittman? Michael Pittman, exactly y- y- right. You know, like that's do- that's the pairing and the mindset. Is unless they go interior lineman with Chris Jones and just go crazy and have some fun. But but Chris Jones, Chris Jones is an interior lineman, but he'll also line up play over, all over the. He'll place. also line up. Chris Jones is a Hall of Famer. He's a first team All Pro. Chris Chris Jones is a superstar. You know, Chris Jones would be like trading for Max Crosby mm-hmm. for, you know, the Khalil Mack trade. Like that. Chris Jones is a superstar. Uh, and he's a that is a if you if they acquire Chris Jones, mm-hmm. they're trying to win the Super Bowl next right year. now. I know. You, you know, like that, that, that is a. OK, so do you want to go wide receiver? I would vote wide receiver, two as the second need myself. Wide receiver, two Because I think there's also a factor of wanting to equip. That rookie quarterback, theoretically Caleb, who they have to sell just a little or at least uh, empower and enable a little with that second wide receiver. We've heard that in the bloodstream, and that makes some sense to me. I agree with you that if I had to bet right now, I think the second first-round pick will be used on an offensive weapon. I am not convinced it will be wide receiver two because of Bowers, because of the uniqueness of his – Size speed, size speed blocking, and it doesn't at all make Komet meaningless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't change anything with Komet, and that's a that can be a quarterback's best friend. And it's a very. I was talking with Anthony Heron about it when you were gone. It's a. It's a complete nightmare for defenses if you can legitimately say these two guys are both awesome, and if we go big. They throw, and they beat us in coverage. Right. And if we go small to cover them, then they run, and they block us. Okay, so, so, so I, I think a Dunze and Neighbors 
and and Bowers and, Bowers and Thomas. I think all of those guys are in play for the ninth pick or even a trade like hey trade down from nine to 12 and, and take Bowers and use and, something and, else and, and acquire something else I, I think all of okay. that's in play for the second first round pick. well our original plan was going to be to decide where what resources we're allocating next but I think we're doing it folded in which is fine so quarterback at one and the first pick at number one for it wide receiver two or tight end two yeah offensive skill position pass catcher two at at with, nine at nine with second. that Second pick. Asset, yes. So then edge rusher for free agency. The only one that I'm, I, I think that center at free agency. Okay. Well, so there, and this is, we will do the deep dive at center and you know, I'm passionate about it. A lot of thoughts about the center in free agency. First of all, not a great year for centers in free agency, I know, but there's also trades. If there are also trades that are available and that might have to be the route that they go, but you hate to give up an asset when you can just, you know, sign with money or, or use a draft pick. They could absolutely draft a center. I have expressed concern about having a rookie center along with a rookie quarterback because Olin Krutz, our guy has said, you're in the knowledge acquisition business at center. You have to be able to read coverages, especially if your quarterback needs, needs some help doing that. But then I was texting with him to get some clarification. He said, as long as the rookie center has that in his skill set that he can really read protections. Well, totally fine to have a rookie center and a rookie quarterback. Yeah. And so we Chase had, Daniel disagreed. Uh, Chase Daniel disagreed. Yeah. But Olin, as a center, thinks it's okay. So right. certainly room Chase for debate. Chase a quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But so, I, 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 listen, I obviously respect Olin's opinion. Yeah, and it's a matter of scouting and knowing. So you're not just taking a beast that has to learn to read coverages at center. Right. You better be taking a leader and a coverage reader who maybe has to get stronger. And that you, if and, that scares you, I understand. And but, listen, Poles is the guy who drafted Creed Humphrey. To give him to Mahomes after the Super Bowl where Mahomes was running around with his head cut off. So the Chiefs said, we trust you to, now he wasn't the top decision maker, but he was the head of college scouting, Mm -hmm. uh, to find, hey, protect the most valuable asset in the sport because he was just running around like a chicken with his head cut off during the Super Bowl and we can't let that happen again. Protect him. They did it with a drafted center. That Ryan Poles helped scout. Well, and that very Ryan Poles is a lineman uh, and, and is by trade as a player, yeah. and your points are valid. So maybe they will end up taking a center. Yeah. I've seen Jackson Powers Johnson, JPJ, yep. the Oregon center who lit it up at the Senior Bowl before an injury sidelined him, a minor injury. I've seen him listed at 17. In drafts, yeah. I've seen him listed at 13, at 24. I've yet to see a mock where he's out of the first round, which yeah. is crazy, which means you're almost assuredly not getting that guy, unless you trade down from nine, like you're talking about, get a couple picks. Trade down from nine or, you know, acquire assets for fields and then trade up. I have a dream regarding that. Okay. So, so Ed Rusher Center, do we need a fifth one? Well, do we how, need to put a fifth one in? How, do you, how would you feel if it was Daniil Hunter and Montez Sweat? And it's just two veterans. I'm okay and, with because there, there isn't there isn't the young stud developmental long term guy in the pipeline at sacking the quarterback, but you know that they are going to give you max effort yep. and they are going to give you production. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty badass actually. I mean, as we're talking it through, it's not a, a, a you know a controllable asset, but it also keeps you pretty malleable. You're probably going to be able 
to structure a Daniil Hunter deal, not quite as clean yeah, as they, Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe, of course, that's one year and done. No, he's going to get multiple years. He'll get multiple yeah. years, but you could probably structure it in a way where you can get out of it after two or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Eat, eat some money yeah, 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 and yeah. not have to give him this, you know, it's not a baseball deal, people. You're not, you're not locking in for five years no matter how they play. Okay, so we have, what do we have consensus Quarterback, wide receiver two or tight end two. Those Center. Being, uh, edge, <laughs> edge rusher three, center four. We need to agree on one more thing. Left tackle, no. I disagree. Interior defensive lineman, like a three-tech, maybe you disagree. Justin Jones coming back with Javon Dexter and Zach Pickens, and they give that. Dexter had a really good rookie year. He did. I think it's free safety. I think it's free safety, and I think it's free safety with a veteran. It's very, very common that those guys move around. Yeah. You know, you see it all the time. There's Tayshawn Gibson playing for the Niners in the Super Bowl. What were you going to say, Tanny? No, I just I want to backtrack on the center thing because we spent a lot of time, you know, talking about Jason Kelsey and what he does, and you potentially have a rookie quarterback coming in, so you really need to solidify that line, I think. And center is so important. I think you guys have center a little too low, and I know it's not a great year, as you said, for centers, but I think you need to have someone you can pencil in there every week as a guy who you can trust hey, there. And I know we saw Mahomes in the Super Bowl have issues with the center position, but he was able to be the force multiplier and elevate above all those mistakes. But if you have Caleb Williams coming in here, I think you need to know the guys that are going to be in front of him every single week and not have to worry about that. I love it. You know, like, I mean, I wanted Fields to have his Kelsey, and they never did it. And it's embarrassing what they did with it, um, counting on white hair who had snapping issues that everybody knew about and counting on Lucas Patrick who couldn't block anybody. So you're saying center above edge rusher? I think so, yeah. Center at three, above edge rusher. It all depends, too, on how they feel about these guys taking the next step, about Dexter in the inside. Like, if he can be that guy who they think he's going to be, maybe you don't need the edge rusher. You definitely need to get one, obviously. Mm -hmm. But in terms of prioritizing it, like, I think you look at that differently if you think internally that your guys are ready for a breakout, you know? What about Julius Peppers? He's in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Yes, right? He's got to have some left in the tank. You know, if Connor Williams didn't get hurt last year, then I think that's priority number one. Like, if Connor Williams is healthy, center is above pretty much everything for me. We'll talk about this in a future polls position, but that was Matt Bowen's number one center target out in the free agent yep. market. Yep. Not very high on and the— he got hurt. Not very high, yeah, even with the injury. Not very high on the top 50 list overall, mm-hmm. but he was his number one center. And, we, and this Brandon Ayuk stuff, too. Like, if he's really going to be available— That would be exciting. That's not that much money. That'd be very exciting. Uh, I just think wide receiver is such a great draft thing every year. And and the, those top three, you want one of those. But if they have to end up with a second round wide receiver that they love, it doesn't it doesn't scare me. I'm, it, I'm it, cool with center going above edge rusher. I'm cool with that. But then again, I'm a center, famously. <laughs> famously, uh, free safety. Okay, I think I think we've I think as a, as an exercise here though, agreeing that quarterback, center, edge rusher. Offensive weapon two with offensive weapon two and quarterback being the focus of the first two draft picks. Yes. And center being a potential drafted position with a newly acquired asset, either from a trade down from nine or a fields trade, Mm -hmm. and then likely leaving edge rusher and free safety for free agency. For free agency. I think that's a pretty pretty good foundation and yes i agree and and acknowledging that left tackle 
and interior line, three technique, could be positions that they leave as is if they believe in the young people they have. The Dexter thing, is a, that's a good question for polls at the Combine because it, they tried to get Larry Ogunjobi. He failed the physical in the first year. Then they passed on Jalen Carter, but then they drafted Dexter and Pickens. So there still hasn't been a true premium asset attached to the three technique in Matt Eberflus's defense. Dexter's the biggest asset as a mid-second-round pick. Is that enough to satisfy the DeForest Buckner thing? You know, for Matt Eberflus, says it's his favorite player he's ever coached. Yeah. You know, is, is that enough to say that's the guy that can be it? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. It's a great question. We will do a deep dive on college three techs because – you can never have enough really good defensive linemen, and we know what their philosophy is. So, got a story for you guys that I think you'll like coming up at 4 o'clock. Uh, Peter King under the weather. We'll talk to him later on. Uh, after Pulse Position, hey, let's get uh, another pair of tickets to someone to come to the QB1 Town Hall on February 21st. 312-540-0670. It's at the Blue Cross Blue Shield performance stage. If you come, you've got a shot to interact with us live. We're going to be giving out my phones to the crowd uh have experts on the show it's going to be a really really good time so uh 312-540-0670 if you can make it next wednesday and you've got a thought on fields v the number one pick and again that means everyone gets a microphone we're giving out a microphone as you walk in you get your own and you can just jump in whenever you want and you get to keep it you get to take it home um let engineering go that they need to have 150 microphones available you guys let us me and tanny we're just producers talk so how do you think we're going to deal with listeners they can say whatever they want they're more this is an open mic show more valuable It's an interesting thought. I maybe should have phrased that. I should stick to the copy points is what you're saying? No, it's okay. Okay. Improv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. All of a sudden, everybody comes in. Where's my microphone? (laughs) I would hate that. You have to lock up your phones, though, because that's the way we roll. Yeah, it's like a Dave Chappelle show. Exactly. Yeah, the yonder Lock up your phones. You get a microphone. So there's a lot going on about uh, Justin Fields where he could go, the teams that could be interested, and the gambling odds are making a big move on this as well. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Mango. Afternoons on the score. It'll be That would be the outside-the-box thing, but sometimes when things aren't working, you do have to think outside of the box. And I think, guys, as long as you're honest with both guys, every day you're telling them exactly what your thoughts are, that they're competing against each other, that the best player will play, and you're keeping things moving in the right direction. Why not? Why not give it? A, why not try something new at a position that you have never been successful at developing? So that was Olin Cruz being open to the idea of Fields and the next QB, Caleb Williams or whomever, being in the roster at the same time. I don't think that's happening, but they're floating it, man. Adam Schefter on the 17-hour pregame show on ESPN before the Super Bowl said that these are discussions that the Bears are having. They have talked about the idea, as unlikely as it seems, of carrying both quarterbacks, taking the guy at one and keeping fields. Now, will they get to that? It's hard to imagine that, but that is a conversation that's come up within the organization. Well, you know, it's funny. The Dallas Cowboys actually did that. Yeah, Steve Walsh Walsh and Troy Aikman. Aikman. So we've seen it done before. And the thing that's that's crazy, though, is, look, what, what you hear outside is this is the closest thing, prospect, to Patrick Mahomes right. that we've ever seen. Right. Now, if that's the case, 
Like, don't, no please don't say it's yeah, Bryce is, Young. Compare this guy to Bryce Young. Yeah, to me, if this is the case right here, look, this thing could be, I mean, five, six first-round picks would it be worth it if you can get a Patrick correct. Mahomes. Now, now, we're, so, we're, to me, we're going to find out all about this Now, kid. we are entering smoke screen season, okay, <laughs> yeah. by these teams. And I, I don't, there's no way they keep Caleb Williams and they also have Justin Fields on the roster. I, that's just my own personal opinion. Something is happening here. A trade is going to be worked. Fields is moved or they're taking Caleb's number one. That, there's no way. That's smoke screen uh, no, all no, over no, the no, place. No, 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 It's not smoke yeah. screen. They've talked about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you they're doing it but they've talked about it that's not a smoke screen that's a fact rex if they do move on from Justin, <laughs> that's also a fact. all right so they've talked about it but hey both things can be true there it's a fact that they've talked about it but the fact that adam schefter knows that they've talked about it could be the smoke screen hey they might keep Justin Fields, so we've got to make them a real offer. We're not going to be able to get him for a fourth-round pick. Right. we got we got to make them a real offer, or else they're just going to keep this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, what I mean? Both of those things can exist in the land of truth. Oh, absolutely. Schefter being used by a front <laughs> office as a leverage play? Do tell, Danny. Yes. And I'll sit down, tell me stories about it. Yes, could certainly be the case. I'm fascinated by the comp of Steve Walsh and Troy Aikman. The circumstances are very different. Um, I mean, Troy Aikman was taken number one overall in the 1989 NFL draft. And then the Cowboys took Steve Walsh the same year in the supplemental draft as the second overall pick. So it's the same year. So it's two rookies at the same time. Man, two rookies at the same time. <laughs> I said at the same time you did. <laughs> It's everybody's that's, dream. That's what I'd do. That's what I'd do. A million bucks. <laughs> if it was my team, that's what I would do. <laughs> so two at the same time. And you know what they had to give up for using that second overall pick of the supplemental? They had to give up the number one overall pick in the 1990 NFL draft. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> for taking a guy in the supplemental because it was the it ended up being in the first round. Walsh started five games and couldn't beat out Aikman, but Jimmy apparently wanted Walsh, whereas Jerry really wanted Aikman. So that was the initial thing that happened there. Well, let's also same year, same rookie contracts, not year three versus year one. Yeah, the. Uh comparing things to, well, when Jimmy and Jerry were running the Cowboys, they did it. It's like, eh, we've heard enough stories from Wanstead about how that whole thing went down all the time. How many that, Bloody Marys that they had before the supplemental yeah, draft? Yeah, pack. were they on a private plane? Were they playing blackjack? What uh, country were they in? Like, What it, sandwich was Tony Wise eating when they called him in to ask for his opinion? Was Jerry on an IV drip of Johnny Walker Blue? Like, honestly, like, no, I don't right. think that that is really precedent for anything. Well, it's it's a team doing it with uh, it's two, a it's a team doing two it. quarterbacks, two highly drafted yeah. quarterbacks on the same rookie deal. It was much laughed at at the time, and they just had so many picks left over from the Herschel Walker deal that they could give up a number one overall for it and not really even have it matter. I, I think it's crazy. I, because Schefter says it and they've talked about it, it's obviously worth six minutes of our airtime or whatever, but I think it's untenable in the room for the soft factors that you love and always talk about because uh -huh. Justin is so popular and you don't want to set Caleb up to fail winning over his teammates and like create divide in that way. But also, you only lose value in Justin Fields mm -hmm. if you do that. 
because he gets further into, well, now you got to pick up a fifth-year option. He, you know, he only gets more expensive the longer he's in the league. I have, so. a, I have a specific team and a pick that I dream of for Fields' trade value, and I think it's actually the one that Schefter brought up. Was this the same from the same uh, from from the same seventeen-hour pregame show? Oh, it's from this, McAfee. This is from this is from McAfee, okay. and, and it is now the gambling favorite. It is. Adam Schefter says that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Justin Fields makes sense. We know that Pittsburgh's going to go out and get some type of quarterback, whether that's Ryan Tannehill, uh, whether that's Russell Wilson, oh, whether that's Justin Fields. Oh, uh, oh. Who, who, Justin Fields. I know uh, oh, Mike, Mike Mike Tomlin's a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll keep that in mind during the offseason of the coming weeks. Wow. So there, there, there'll be a decision that that organization has to make in terms of the quarterback that they want to bring in. Uh, but they're not just going to leave it as Kenny Pickett, his starting job. Mike Tomlin made that very clear. So now it's which of these quarterbacks do they make a move for? Which one is somebody that they can go acquire? Uh and who fits into what they're willing to give up to either another team or to pay that player. Mike Tomlin back. OC, Artie Smith. Yes. Him and Justin Fields. People are talking about him in Atlanta with Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. We'll be excited to see what it is in Pittsburgh. So round two, the Steelers pick is number 51. Okay? But that round one pick at number 20, it's time, Ryan Poles, Payback is a bitch for the Steelers. You gave them this high second-round pick for Chase Claypool. Make them give you a one for Justin Fields. Go ahead and get that 20. Find some other team. Find Atlanta earlier in the second round. Convince Tomlin and the Steelers that you have that one as a possibility. Make them give you their number one. What would you give up their third to do it? Fields in a third for a first-round pick. You're not getting – I don't think you're getting the 20th pick in the draft for Justin Fields uh, straight up. I think that's the that's the pick that you dream of when we've heard pundits say, oh, yeah, you'll get a two, maybe a one. That's the one they're thinking about. I, I don't I – I'd give up a four. I think it's a future one. I'd give up a four. I, 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 think, the, I think if you want a first-round pick – you're getting next year's first round pick. I don't, I don't think you're getting this year's first round pick for Justin Fields. Whatever, Danny. This is I, my I dream and fantasy. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure, okay? sure, 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 sure. I'll give sure. up a fourth round pick. I'll give up the Bears' fourth round pick. And Justin and Fields. And Justin Fields to get number 20 overall, and that's where I'll take my Jackson Powers Johnson. Thank you very much. It would be very exciting. Oh, yes, it would. It would be three picks in the first round. Quarter, three in the top 20. Quarterback, receiver, center. It'd be pretty good. Let's go. It'd be pretty exciting. And then spend some free agent money on defense. Lady Berflus do his thing. Yeah. And hope that Shane Waldron is not a dope. That would be that would be very, very exciting. Steelers are now the favorites to be Justin Fields' next team. So that that's interesting. When did that happen? After this conversation? After the Schefter thing. After yeah. the Schefter thing. Yeah, they were 15 to 1 three days ago, and now they're the favorite how, in front how, of the Bears. How good would you feel if you're Ryan Paul's? Getting a little payback for the embarrassment of giving up your high two for Claypool. I mean, dude, today, my buddy sent me a screenshot of it. Today on ESPN, they had the graphic up. Would the Steelers be a Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields? A Super Bowl contender. Man. it Justin Fields isn't bad. He is not bad. He is a good football player. And he could get better. And for he could sure. get better. And he has been done wrong. And he has not had good coaching and continuity and all of those things. I don't think the Steelers are a Super Bowl contender with Justin Fields. I think that's a little crazy 
especially in his first year there, learning another offense and everything that would come with that. But that is how people are talking about Justin Fields. So maybe you're right to hold out hope for the 20th I'm pick of the draft. absolutely holding out hope for that. Okay. Okay. Texas says you're just turning this into the Justin Fields, Trey Justin Fields show. Again, I, it was on all over ESPN. It, get ready for me. Like, if you're uncomfortable with it, I understand. You should probably be like Mitch Trubisky and turn off all the TVs. Turn Because it's it's going to be everywhere for at least the next month. Mm-hmm. New League year starts March 13th. That's when maybe you can begin to move on from it. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Honored to be on their show earlier today. Danny and Matt do an excellent job interviewing people. Afternoons on the score. Do you only consume Pat Hughes like at the urinal? Pat Hughes is in the building today. Very cool. Hall of Famer in the house. Super duper cool. He and Zach Zaidman and Ron Coomer over in our um, performance studio for an event for Cubs Radio. A lot of the uh, the fine endorsers for Cubs Radio were in attendance. Nice. It's very cool. And there was food. There was. I know you know. Yeah, I had some wildfire. Yeah, I should have gotten a business card but from that, that guy up by me. The place is, place is really good, man. I go to the one in Glenview sometimes. You do? Yeah, it's really good. They're all over the place. Yeah, uh, I know. I just, it's the one that I go to. Coom told me that, uh, that the guy uh, there from Wildfire opened one in Eden Prairie, Minnesota when Coom was a twin. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's, he's, that's exactly, exactly what it is. Very positive. Yeah, I like that place. Have you seen um, the video that the Cubs put out? about all their promotional items for this year. It is uh, delightful. Uh, yes, I have. Okay. I, yes, I have. Because there's a few different things regarding the players, um, and then there's a Cubs-related sweater Yes. in the form of Pat Hughes' famous debut sweater from, what, 30 years ago or yeah. whatever it was? Yeah, it's a sweater from, like, the. it looks like it could have been worn in the last dance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, well, it's um, a Coogee sweater, right? It's a Coogee yeah, sweater. Yeah. And in the promotional video, Pat Hughes displays his epic comic timing. Yeah, the fans are going to love this. It's perfect, Pat. What's perfect? This is your famous opening day sweater, right? The one you wore to your first Cubs game in 1996. Uh Uh-huh. So we're going to give away replicas of it. We really appreciate you wearing it to show us today. Oh, right. It's not like I wear a 30-year-old sweater on a weekly basis. This is a very special occasion. Thought that was very funny, very well delivered, and he he wears it pretty often. Um, but I don't know if that's the actual sweater. But either way, very funny. So when I said hello to Pat in there, um, I complimented him on his comic timing, and Zach said, "You know, it's funny all the all the great calls of your life, Pat, and that's what they're talking about right now is the sweater." Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, and I said, "I laughed. I yes ended it. It's what we do, right?" Yeah. And I said, "You don't get to choose your legacy." You know, <laughs> said you don't get to choose your legacy. And then because of me, I kept talking. Oh, no. Yeah. And I said, you oh, know, no. what do you mean? I said uh, he laughed, smiled. Um, he, he, uh, he's, I said, um, you know, you get to choose what's on the headstone. But the first line of the obit, you don't get to choose, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, it's quiet. <laughs> quiet at the table. Come all on. Speech. All of a sudden, uh, I, I realized the heaviness that had taken over the room a little bit. I said, Sorry, that came out a little darker than I intended. <laughs> How did you intend it? <laughs> Pat laughed. Zach laughed uncomfortably. I felt like a 
jackass. Yeah, I can see that. You see, <laughs> you're turning pink for me. I, I mean, yeah, man, that is a. <laughs> I didn't know that is what you. you said you're like, turning oh. purple for me. You're like, I think I might have uh, like uh, upset Pat Hughes a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, I figured you know you made a crack about. You're gonna, you know, it's, I get, I'm getting yeah. real comfortable in your seat or something. And he's like, hey, I'm in the Hall of Fame. I'm yeah. not really worried about you. But no. I didn't think you were gonna talk to the man about his headstone. Yeah, talk about his headstone and his <laughs> obit. Um, that, I, I really meant it in general. You know, I, right, about no, anybody's none, none headstone. Us, none a, of us. A young person, an old Correct. person, a medium person. We don't yeah, get we, to decide. We can't decide. Right. No, of course, we don't get to write it. Yeah. But unfortunately, it just it just goes along with me asking Steve Stone about his dogs. Yeah. Or yeah. Don Cooper about his birds. <laughs> Did you like pretend that you got a phone call? Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, not a lot of Zackles. So I no. gotta go. Yeah. Hey, let me check out the spread. Ah. Uh, Hey, let me check out the food over here. Ian Anderson, boy, he could play that flute. <laughs> he really could. Peoria Matt says, well, it was nice having you on Cubs. <laughs> no, no, Space. no, no. You already got your ticket booked. To, uh, you're going out there in March. Yeah, I've gone out there in March doing out there. But, yeah. yeah that is. Did that... I actually offend him? I don't no, know. I, I, don't, I, I, I doubt it. But maybe he was, he was doubling down on the comedic timing. <laughs> of, of, he did give me a great, silence. great deadpan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And back to the list of the comedic timing skills. Yeah. That's, it's a really good deadpan to make somebody feel very uncomfortable. That's possible. I'm I, an idiot. That's uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for asking, though. Here's the 3 1. Yeah. He is very funny with the comedic timing. Yeah, I know. He's very he's a, good. He's a funny guy. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Baseball season right around the corner. He We're going to be airing some spring training games. He complimented us on uh, on the finishing number two. He had seen oh, that the. Was nice. Very nice. He had seen the blurb. He gets had the seen emails the from Mitch. Yeah. You know, I, maybe he's a daily reader of Barrett Sports Media. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's in play. It's certainly possible. Congratulations. That, there you go. Congratulations. Congratulations. See, that's should be in the regular congratulations rotation. I gotta say, feels nice coming from those guys. <laughs> it does makes, makes makes you feel warm. That is. Texter says, speaks. Did you mention Pat's headstone and obit before or after you brought up the Holocaust? It was technically before because I didn't bring it up. It didn't come up during the conversation at all because I right. skedaddled. I scrammed. It came up in my conversation with Pat today. <laughs> Great. Didn't come up in yours. No, uh, it didn't. I got to see a zone of interest, though, or the zone of interest. That's uh, the Oscar-nominated film about Auschwitz. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a glad always, I brought that. Always up. leave them laughing. Um, all right, <laughs> hey, guys. It's just true. I I just te- you guys don't know what my story is about coming up, but I just texted all three of you a six-second video. Shane, Tanny, I just te- but do not say what is in the video, but I just want your reaction to the video. Do not say what's in it, and then I will tell the story on the other side. But everyone can look at their phones. I just texted it to you. None of you know what you are about to unveil. I want to let the listeners know you sent me a very private picture, uh, I think, of a body part of yours, and I'm going to go to <laughs> HR right now. Do you see – Do you, did everybody see what that video is of? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's what I had to deal with All right. last night. Speaks, did you get it? I'm looking at it now. All right. So you take a look at that video. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. Tandy, did he send you the one of Drake, too? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. This thing was almost that big. Uh, uh, all right. That shouldn't be there. Right. That's not where that's supposed to be. This is what I had to deal with. <laughs> and how it all went down is quite a tale. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.